0: It really is learning to relax Mm. and learning to trust that you are taken care of. And whether your manifestation works or it doesn't work, Mm -hmm. um, it's a really nice way to live.
1: Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin Vanavin. I'm a millennial and mother trying to build the place in the world that's made for me while fighting burnout, living intentionally, and embracing gratitude even when I'm grumpy. Here on Medium Lady Talks, we visit the topics and practical tips that will help you maximize self discovery and minimize self judgment so you can finally get momentum building the life you know is possible in this post-pandemic world. On this podcast, you can expect we'll get deep while having fun. And whether you're burnt out like a dog in a dumpster fire or celebrating your best life daily, you'll find the conversations, prompts, and tools I know will be helpful on your own personal healing journey. So stay tuned for my deep dive solo shows and interview episodes with dear friends and expert guests. Together, we'll make sure you have what you need to build the place in the world that's made for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm really excited today to have a guest to the podcast. I'm excited to welcome Diana Alexander to the podcast. Diana is a manifestation coach and is a real expert when it comes to consciously manifesting in one's everyday life. Hi, Diana. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. Hi there. Thank you for having me. So, Diana, I've welcomed you to the podcast and I invited you to come and be a guest and you graciously accepted because I'm hoping to have a bit of a theme over the next few interviews, which is about the idea of getting out of one's way. And there's a lot of different ways that I personally have reflected on the ways that I've gotten in my own way. I follow you on Instagram. I really, really love your content. I love the grounded peaceful way that you deliver your message to your audience on Instagram. I really appreciate the point of view that you bring. I appreciate the energy that you bring. It's very refreshing and so I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today and to share you and what your your sort of general point of view and your general vibe with the medium lady talks audience. So why don't I I'll hand it over to you you can tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and and what you're all about and what brings somebody to the particular, Field of manifestation coaching. Okay,
0: so as you said, yes, I'm a manifestation coach, and for those who don't know what that means, um, it, it's all about using the power of your thoughts and your emotions to attract the things that you desire in your life. And I wasn't always a manifestation coach, um, I, I grew up in India. I did a, my master's in computer science. And so I started in IT. I worked as a software developer. I, I wasn't happy there. I did software testing. I didn't like that. Um, and then I moved to Canada. I studied project management here. And I worked as a, in project management for around six-ish years. Um, and I wasn't happy there either. And so this whole time, I knew that you know there's something else that I wanted to do. And um, I want to backtrack a little bit. So Around 15-ish years ago, I think um, I was still studying and I was, you know, I think in my graduation, my brother comes home one day and he brings my mom, my dad and, you know, myself and he's he gets us to sit on the sofa and he's like, there's this new movie, you have to watch it. And so we're sitting there and we watch the movie and it was The Secret. Mm. and in this movie uh basically uh, they talk about you know the law of attraction and you know how you can have absolutely anything that you desire and it is through the power of your thoughts and your emotions and and all of that now you have to see this from the perspective of someone who is you know a 20 year old person who is you know still just getting out of school and going to go out in the world right and to start to work and so to to hear that there's no limit that I can have, I can really have anything I want, like it meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also somebody who is very realistic. And so I wanted proof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I, I don't know uh, if it it was the same in this part of the world. But uh, where I was, nobody was talking about manifestation, my parents, you know, didn't know what it was. Um, and so I, I really wanted to test it out to make sure that this really makes sense. And so I was uh, in my graduation, I think, second year at that time. And uh, for me, the biggest thing at that time was my studies. And if you know anything about Indian people, you know that, you know, our grades are a big deal and our parents always want us to do well in school. And so I, I set a goal to come uh, come first in class, like to have the highest marks, you know, that that year. Um, And that was a big, fat, huge goal for me because, you know, I've never done that in my life. It was something that if it would have happened, I would know that, you know, it's by applying these principles. And so I tested it that one year I did everything, you know, I saw in that movie and uh, it worked by the end of the year. I I really did get that. (laughs) I came first in class and, you know, that was my own little test. And, you know, it, it, it was proven to me. And so since then, it's been 15 years, and I've been manifesting different things in my own life. Uh, But I just never thought that that would be something uh, people would want to hear about or Mm. talk about.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And so coming back to, you know, my career and, you know, me working in project management, still being unhappy. And I'm thinking, what do I want to do? And, you know, you have the Sunday blues and Monday blues. Mm. And for me, it started on Sunday nights and I would be so upset and just hated, you know, having to go to work and all of that. And so that's when I think someone sent me this link to um, study about uh, health coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a one-year program, and it was very intensive. And I went into it really to study about health and nutrition and food for myself, uh, because I moved to a whole, you know, different part of the world. You know, the type of food you get here is different from what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I, I wanted to be sure that I'm eating uh, good nutrition and you know I'm taking good care of myself. And that's why. I, I went into that program, and the, by the end of it, I was uh, certified as a coach. And uh, I didn't really want to do health coaching, but stress was a big thing for me. And um, mm. just being here for all this while and uh, being by myself in Canada, uh, I, I did have a lot of stress for many years. Mm. Um, and so I started to work as a stress management coach. And then, even as I'm coaching my clients in stress, uh, in dealing with their stress. I would end up talking about manifestation a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, every time I would say something, I would watch how their eyes just lit up, and they're like, "Really? I can have anything I want in my, you know, I desire." Uh, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, you can do it." And they'd be very interested in learning more. And so I, I taught a few of my clients uh, about manifestation, and then I realized that's the part that lights me up. And um, so I think it's just earlier this year I did a workshop where I taught about manifestation, and I was amazed at the number of people who registered and the kind of response I got. And that to me was the final, uh, you know, the final hit in the head. And I was like, you know what, this is what I need to do. Uh, I've been doing it for so many years, it lights me up. And um, it's just something I've proven to myself over and over and over again and it, it makes lives better. So um, yeah, that's how I ended up in this uh, field of, you know, coaching around manifestation.
1: That's really a fascinating story. And thank you so much for sharing it. You know, I, I couldn't help but notice, you know, that you had this recurring sort of resistance to your own job, you know, project management, if you if you want to be cheeky about it, is another way of sort of like manifesting or another way of making what you want to have happen, happen, you know, is sort of like, taking apart your goals into really small pieces, and then putting all those pieces together to hopefully get what you the product that you thought you wanted. And yet, of course, it's not this project man, I'm not trying to say project management is manifestation, but they're both sort of like, about um, integrating and paying close attention to behaviors, although manifestation is maybe paying attention to thoughts and paying attention to those things to get you to the result that you want. When you said that you were really, you know, struggling with your job, really not feeling the fit, you know, you said, I hated my job. Were there moments in time when you thought I should manifest another job? I think that for people who don't understand manifestation and myself included, can you educate us a little bit more about The outside opinion is like it's not opinion or perception is that it's about sort of wishing away the things that you don't want and wishing for the things that you do want. When you hated your job, were you integrating manifestation into that, if you don't mind me asking? Yes, I love that you asked this
0: question. And um, I've actually, you know, coached people around this. So one of the first things like people like to do is if I I don't like what my situation right now, I want to change it and go find something else. Mm -hmm. So uh, the one part that I didn't include in in uh, just the part that I mentioned so far is that when I moved to Canada, I spent three years uh, in depression, mm. uh, severe depression, and that was a time when, to me, I felt like the entire the ground underneath my feet was just you know just ripped apart from me. Yeah. Um, but it was still a good time because it caused me to ask a lot of spiritual questions, and one of the things that I have learned is that. First of all, everything that we're experiencing in our life right now is serving us in some way. And if you're in a job that you're not happy with, and if you were to decide that I'm going to quit and I'm going to go somewhere else, you're going to manifest another job that is exactly similar to where you were right now, Mm. because you haven't changed what you're attracting you haven't changed um the the vibrations that you're putting out so i had to and i did apply some of it but i think at some level there's also you know a purpose there's also something that i was meant to do Mm -hmm. and so that's why i think i i never found that where i was but then if i were to just quit my job you know go apply somewhere else find something else I know that I would have ended up in a similar situation where I wouldn't be happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I would almost say that I manifested where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I manifested this, you know, this setting and this business. And and the other thing is being in the corporate world. The one thing that I always struggled with is um, there isn't, uh, and maybe it's it's not everywhere, but there isn't a lot of talk about mindset. It's all about let's do this and do that. But there's not a lot of talk about, you know, are we being, are we, you know, sending good vibes or thinking in the right way as Mm -hmm. opposed to, um, you know, just looking at the problems and uh, focusing on that. So, yeah. So it was uh, for me, uh, I had to go through a lot of, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of, you know, inner work, a lot of, you know, questioning about where I was and why I was, you know, where I was. Um, I had a lot of limiting beliefs that, you know, this is all I can do, uh, that I can't have a business, that no one would want to, you know, work with me, that, you know, uh, that I can't, you know, have uh, manifest money on my own. Mm. Um, so I was working through a lot of my own limiting beliefs as well, and so uh, yeah, it did take me some time. But uh, I think what I've manifested now is 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 beyond what I would have you uh, know expected.
1: You've said you know going deep into those questions about why am I where I am in this three year period when you were experiencing depression. That to me sounds very painful and very difficult to say. Why am I where I am? How did you, you know, treat yourself with kindness while you changed your mindset? Um, oh, there was so much. Um, so it it started with
0: me first, um, uh, not even knowing that I was in depression mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, all of my family and friends were away. So no one knew me enough to tell me that this was happening. But once I knew that, I started to watch, and, and this might sound very, um, very vague, but this is it. This is exactly what I did. I would wake up and I had to leave for work around uh, 8, 8 8.30 ish. Um, And so I would wake up around 5am every day. Um, and I would listen to books that made me feel better. I would listen to uh, inspirational videos. Mm-hmm. And through that, I because I had to start with first getting hope that it is possible. For ah. me, right. Because when you're in depression, you lose hope. And uh, at least that was my experience. And I almost, uh, you know, had lost the will to live. So I had to bring all of that back slowly by, you know, watching these videos and, you know, looking at other people and, you know, just doing the things that I needed to. Mm-hmm. So when I'd be traveling in but in the bus, I'd have headphones on. I'd be listening to, you know, these things. I'd be telling myself affirmations and I really had to prepare myself. It took me a good two hours to prepare myself so I could go to work and smile and, you know, be happy and act normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so that was one of the big things that I did. Another thing that I started to do around that time is uh, meditation. Mm. Uh, This is something I had never done before. And uh, my husband, he was in India at the time, and he would tell me, like, why don't you try meditation? I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Uh, So I, yeah, I did. It took
1: me a long time to do that.
0: But uh, I think that was that was very, very helpful.
1: When you're listening to books and inspirational videos, and you're trying to reconnect to hope, did you Do you think that you knew that's what you were trying to do? Like, how conscious was this experience for you? Oh, very, very conscious. And I think that is what
0: uh, would have, you know, helped me get out of uh, the depression. Because even when I was there, I knew that this is not me. Mm-hmm. I knew that I am not going to live my life this way. And that was very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had to figure out a way how to do that. And so, yes, it was a very conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I when I went into depression, I already knew about manifestation concepts. Yeah. And I knew that, you know, it was my mind. And I knew that I can change it. Uh, But yes, I needed a little bit more time. And I needed a little bit more, uh, you know, care. But uh, yeah, I knew it could be done.
1: And so when did you start to see the tipping point between this two hour cycle of sort of mentally preparing yourself with intention every day? And then maybe the tank is empty, by the end of the day you've you've had enough smiling you go home your family's in india you're alone and you're going to restart that process at what point did you start to feel that momentum
0: i think i have to say it was a good 2 3 years mm-hmm. after that it took me a while
1: yeah mm-hmm. and thanks for mm-hmm. being honest about that because i think that i really i relate to that longer timeline as well personally one of the reasons that I want to talk about getting out of one's way is because I see November as being a sort of anniversary of when I started creatively expressing myself and building community as medium lady, I guess. It, it, in the beginning I think medium lady was a bit of a a bit of a like an, like an author's name. I can't the phrase is, is escaping me a bit of an of anonymity it gave me a bit of anonymity to call myself medium lady rather than to call myself Aaron Vandevin and put myself out there you know i think that that created a bit of safe space for me but november the month of november 4 years ago was really actively recovering from postpartum depression i'd had my third son in september and i was very depressed and I was getting help from my physician and I had started medication and I had a lot of support from my husband. But one of the major things was my therapist was really saying is you have carved off so many slices of yourself to give way to other people or to behave the way people think you want to behave or to give to your children the way you think your children need to receive from you. That what is left is an unknown core of your identity and you're going to have to spend some time rebuilding or getting to know who that person is. And that felt very unsettling to me. It felt very unstable for me to answer the question, who am I if I peel away all of the ways that I serve other people? You had, in my opinion, you had this experience where you came from India to Canada and you probably removed a lot of those roles, at least in the face-to-face. Of course, you were still a daughter, you were still a wife, you still had those positions and those roles, but by being in Canada on your own, very much sort of like, who is Diana without that close-knit community of people to show up for? And so I see November as the sort of anniversary in my mind. And so knowing that this is the fourth anniversary since I started Medium Lady, I really want to peel apart and share with people what it takes to kind of and i'm saying get out of your own way but in a lot of way it is about mindset it is about healing it is about acknowledging what's not working and being honest that to pursue something new might take 2 or 3 years but that that's well worth the investment of time this is not a quick fix this is not something you're going to get from an an a, a subscription to a productivity app even you know even some of the things like surrounding a meditation challenge, or, you know, uh, you do yoga every day for 30 days. Like, we're talking about really long standing daily attention to who you are as a person. And I think one of the ways I would encourage people to get out of their own way is to don't expect this to happen overnight. And be patient that there's going to be good days and bad days. Even me, myself, I feel way more secure in my own identity than I ever did four years ago. And that took me a long time. Even last year, I don't think I would have said, I feel super secure in my identity and who I am. Took a lot of work. So I really appreciate you being honest that, you know, it was probably a two or three year experience of consuming that content, putting it into practice, using things like affirmations, using things like mindset change, doing the mindset work, meditation, And then you're still on a two to three year journey, you know, I think we're so addicted to the quick fix, the quick transformation, you know, if I'm the before, when do I get to be the after, I want to feel that transformation. And I will admit to you, Diana, I am also even a little bit surprised to hear that someone who's a manifestation coach, that this is still like deep internal work. And I think that people say, well, it must be nice for Diana to manifest her way to the top of her class. Um, (laughs) but, and I'm glad you're laughing, but, but I also think that, um, that's because we expect that that's a before and after and that that was an easy way to do it. And I don't know necessarily that we would say manifestation is manifestation easy. Maybe I'll ask you that question is does manifestation make things easy? Actually yes it does but I will say there's a caveat
0: that the way we most of us have been brought up the kind of stories that we've been told mm-hmm. and the limiting beliefs that we have is what makes it harder ah. and so when you get into the journey of uh, you know conscious manifestation um, ideally, you should be able to, you know, say, I want, I, you know, I want to manifest this in my life, and it should be there just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that doesn't happen, because we don't believe that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Right? We believe that I don't deserve this, you know, it's going to be hard. And, you know, my friend said it doesn't happen. And, you know, all of those stories come in. And so when you get into the journey of, you know, conscious manifestation, it's less about, you know, getting all of the different things Mm -hmm. and more about peeling those limiting beliefs and those layers that cause you to believe that you can't do or can't have the things that you want to have in life. Um, and I've, I've done a lot of, you know, over the last 15 years, uh, a lot of, you know, spiritual learning. I grew up as a Christian. My husband uh, is a Hindu. So, you know, I, I read the Bhagavad Gita, I read the Bible. And in, in all of these, you know, spiritual texts, even in Buddhism, there is something, you know, I, I, I remember one in, in the, uh, I think in the Bible, it says, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, Jesus at some point, and as a child, I remember, I couldn't quite figure this out. He said, if you have faith as much as that of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And I remember listening to that as a, you know, 10, 10 year old and thinking, what does that mean? Like, are you saying we don't even have that much faith? And can I really move that mountain? right but now as i as i've grown up i realize it is true it is really true the problem is we don't have even that much faith and it's not about having faith in a religion or in a god but it's having faith in yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: because uh you are eventually connected with the universe and we all are divine beings right mm-hmm. so it was going through that spiritual path and and trying and understanding you know your own power mm mm-hmm. Um, and what you're capable of and shedding the I can't do this and I can't do that. and Mm -hmm.
1: uh, yeah. Can you explain a little bit more to the audience what is a limiting belief? I think we could probably say like, oh, it's a belief that limits you. But I think that I'd love to hear more from you on limiting beliefs. Where do they come from? How do we notice them in our day-to-day lives?
0: A limiting belief would be something that – uh, let's talk about money that's something that many people have mm mm-hmm. if you've grown up in a in a home where you didn't have a lot of money your parents didn't have a lot of money um you would have most likely have this belief that it is hard to make money mm mm-hmm. So from the age of zero to seven, our subconscious brain is the part of our brain that is most active. And the subconscious brain is like the sponge. And it is just, you know, taking in without asking any questions. So think of all the things that were said to you, around you, maybe your parents were talking to each other, and they would have said things like, you know, you know, we're struggling with money, money is so hard to make, and you know, all of that. And in that in that zero to seven years we pick up on all of that Mm -hmm. and we're holding on to that and we continue to add to our subconscious even even today but that would be a limiting belief and you're now seeing the world through the lens of that limiting belief Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so maybe money is not hard to make, maybe money is really easy to make, but you wouldn't even think of that possibility because you're so sure that money is really, really hard to make. It's easy for somebody else. Like you said, uh, an example before that, you know, Diana can, you know, do it, but I can't, (laughs) right? That is such a typical thing. And I had that belief too. When I see someone say, I manifested all of these things, by default, I'd be like, yeah, you, of course you can, or maybe, you know, you have something special or you're lucky, right? And I've come to realize that we all can. There's no difference between what you can, you know, manifest and what I can. It's just how much you're ready to believe and accept.
1: Mm. Perhaps I would imagine that this, what you're describing about money is really resonating with a lot of people. And what if I say, oh my gosh, I definitely have that. I've never even, I never even recognized that in myself. What's the next step when you become awake to the limiting beliefs in your life?
0: So there are many different ways you can um, work through your beliefs. Uh, There are Easy ways where, uh, first of all, that awareness, that itself does a big part of the the job, right? Uh, Because now next time you have that belief, you're going to notice it and you're going to realize, okay, this is not true. So that itself is is big. But sometimes it's it's harder to still let go of the belief. Mm -hmm. And so doing things like um, self-hypnosis, using things like affirmations where you repeat an affirmation over and over again. Uh, using things like tapping. I love Mm -hmm. doing EFT tapping. They're also very effective. So these are different techniques that you can use uh, to start to uh, teach yourself, teach your subconscious that there's another possibility, another reality.
1: You know, this is very similar to what my experience was early on in my therapy journey after having postpartum depression was very much about Although my therapist never called it limiting beliefs, I would say, well, I have to do this because a good mom does this. And she would say, why? Why does a good mom do that? And I would say, well, and I would try to explain it in one way or another. And she said, well, is there another way of thinking about it? And I would struggle. I would really kind of feel very stubborn and well defended against my beliefs that, you know, helped me to reinforce the behaviors that I felt like were serving me and were serving my children and that's what we would call cognitive behavioral therapy, is essentially taking these troublesome, anxious thoughts and questioning them, how true they are, who t- who taught them to us, um, could that person be wrong, what would be evidence of the opposite being true, and really kind of peeling these things apart, not so as to arrive at a certain destination, but so as to heal the experience of being anxious or being depressed or... And to, and to make our way through transforming our mindsets in a way that allow those new neural pathways and those new ways of thinking to become better established. You know, if you're used to thinking that money is hard to make from your very, very early subconscious, and then as an adult, furthermore, money is hard to make. And this is just something we think so much so to the point where it's not even worth questioning it. Um, then that does become, I would imagine, quite a lot of work for people who, well, if money isn't hard to make, then why did I do a four year degree plus two years of grad school so that I could have a good job? You know, and that has to be true. M- money being hard to make has to be true because I've made so many choices that are based on that as a fact, not as something that might, might actually not, not be the case.
0: Yeah, with our thoughts, uh, this is a law of attraction. It says that your thoughts are magnetic, right? So, when you have a, a thought and a belief like money is hard to make, by law of attraction, you are attracting more thoughts that will match what you're already thinking. Yes, you're not going to attract a thought that says, "Oh, money is so easy to make." And um, as you keep thinking the same thing, and that's that's the other thing with you know our our brain and the way we perceive life, we perceive. Life And we look for evidences of what we believe,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: right? So when you believe that money is hard to make, you're always going to be looking for evidences and proof to, to make sure that that belief is true, right? So that's exactly what we'll experience. Mm-hmm. And, and if you turn that around, and say, oh, money is easy to make, and I like looking for opportunities where it's easy to make, you'll start to see, you know, eventually that, yeah, it really is easy to make.
1: Mm -hmm, It's, mm -hmm. It's just
0: how the way, you know, our brain functions and the way we perceive life.
1: To go back to this theme of limiting beliefs and helping people get out of their own ways, you know, one of the other things I shared with you is that I wanted to have a podcast for 10 years. And I wanted one, wanted one, wanted one. And I thought, no, I can't have that. Other people can have that. I thought, if I have a podcast, you know, bad things will happen. Maybe my boss will listen to it. If I have a podcast, you know, maybe my husband would be so embarrassed of me. If I have a podcast, I couldn't, I actually, I could never figure it out. I would never have enough time. And even though there was this thing that I wanted so badly to have a podcast, I had to eventually get out of my way and decide that some of those things I would either tolerate, If I embarrass my husband, oh, well, I'll tolerate that and that will be fine. Or I will just hope and pray that maybe my boss never hears this podcast. (laughs) But at a certain point, I did have to alter some of the living beliefs that I couldn't have a podcast, but other people could. Can you go back and say a little bit more about because I think that there were some things that and this goes back to what you said, which is that some of these things really serve us. You had said the things that we're experiencing are serving us in some way. And so, you know, maybe there's some people listening who really want to unlock an area of their own creative lives. They really want to get out of their own way, but there's a couple of limiting beliefs that are really holding them back. How do we help people maybe question where or how that's serving them in some way so that they can maybe find a little more freedom? I think the the Kate it is Katie Byron.
0: She mm-hmm. had these three questions. Is it true, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't remember the other other three, but uh, even just asking yourself that one question is it is it really true? Because a lot of our beliefs, when when I when I say things like oh. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Is it really true or is it just a, per- is it just a perception, right? Um, Carolyn Mace uh, is, is a really good spiritual teacher and she uh, used to talk about uh, personal truths and universal truths. Oh, okay. Um, so I normally use this example to, to help uh, when I'm uh, coaching is uh, when you have a belief. Uh, so a personal truth is a truth that you make up for yourself based on your experiences, what you like, what you don't like. So when you take on a belief that, you know, she used the example, uh, like the color, uh, I think it was color green, uh, like the bright fluorescent green, you know, she doesn't like it. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. So that's a personal truth. Because if you look at it as a fact, is the color green actually disgusting? No, (laughs) It's, it's just a color, right? It is what it is. But her truth was, it's a disgusting thing. I don't like it. And a universal truth is a truth that is true for everybody. Something like gravity, you throw something, it's going to hit the ground. That's a universal truth, right? So many times when you have a belief like that, I normally like to just, you know, put it in these two categories. Is this a personal truth, something that I've made up based on, you know, what worked for me or is it universal? And if I have, you know, I see that it's it's more of a personal truth and I know this area to work with it and to shift it.
1: What are some of the ways, because you do one-on-one manifestation coaching, what are some of the things that people maybe come to seek out a manifestation coach? You know, there might be a few people listening who think like, I'm just not sure. Maybe I could, you know, I've seen the affirmation reels. I've, I've watched people, I'm going to listen to this Medium Lady episode. Maybe I don't need a manifestation coach, but eventually some people say, no, I really need to connect with Diane. I can really benefit from her guidance. What are people bringing to those sessions to ask for support and help and guidance? When it comes to manifestation, honestly, the sky is the limit. <laughs> no, really. And
0: and I say this from you know personal experience, th- things that I've done, things that my clients have done. Um, you can manifest a better career. You can manifest a better relationship. Mm. Um, when I was, uh, I, we did a road trip to Halifax recently and uh, clean washrooms are a big deal for me. So <laughs> I used manifestation to manifest clean washrooms the entire way and back. <laughs> I speak and fact. So really, like even, even at work, I, when I was in, the, in corporate, I was once, uh, you know, I, we were doing this project and in my team, uh, everybody was, you know, just not happy with what we were doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I used manifest, manifestation principles to turn them around. And I just, you know, started to, instead of focusing on all the problems, mm-hmm. I started to focus on how they're doing well. And I would look for, you know, all the good things you did. And every day I started to send an email where I would make this full list and I would put, you know, uh, this person did this and you did this and you did that. And we would have like a big thank you celebration email. And I did that for a whole week. And within one week, the same people who were, you know, pushing back and saying, I don't want to work and I don't want to do all of these things. They would message me on Teams and they would ask me, hey, Diana, is there anything else you want me to do? You know, and you you really can change uh, relationships. And it's not about changing other people. Mm -hmm. It's about changing your experience of them. So when you're in, you know, experiencing them, you change what you experience when you use the concepts of, you know, manifestation law of attraction. So, yeah, you can use it for absolutely (laughs) anything.
1: Are you willing to share how did you manifest clean bathrooms? <laughs> I think it's the kind of thing that must have made your trip more comfortable. Definitely. It's not the kind of thing I would imagine. You know, I think, okay, so here's the thing is I think maybe we can do a bit of myth busting about manifestation is like, we th- I think of manifestation because I have been thinking a lot about my own limiting beliefs and tweaking and changing my own limiting beliefs and how they really got in my way. When it came to building a creative life, setting forward to create community, sharing my voice with the world, having a podcast, you know, being creative and finding a lot of joy in that, um, I had to get out of my own way because I desperately felt like I was called to do it. I just had to do this. But that is feels like a big dream and vision of mine, right? Something small Well, maybe it's not that small, but something small like having clean bathrooms on your road trip is perhaps maybe one of those more uh, domestic comforts that maybe people aren't thinking about manifesting that. So can you share a little bit more like how did you how did you (laughs) manifest that? (laughs) <laughs> um, it was, it was simple. It's just every day when we'd get into
0: the car, my husband and I, we both would take like five minutes, talk about our intention for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say, I want to have a good day. I want to have fun. I want to have all these experiences. And part of that was, I want to have clean washrooms throughout the day. And that's it. I just let it go. And it was easier for me to manifest this because it, I didn't believe that, oh my God, it's impossible. I didn't think about it and think that it's ah. really hard and it's not going to happen. I just let it go. I was having fun. And that's that. So intention setting every morning was one thing that I did. And every time I would find a clean washroom, I always took the time to feel grateful for it. Yeah. Because again, you're sending more energy and more, you know, good, good energy in that direction. So that kind of also helps. Yeah, it it
1: doesn't have to be so complicated. You know, it's really simple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that the challenge, many people maybe who are listening, is getting to that lighthearted place where you don't have to take it so seriously. Because I think that people feel like once you're manifesting, the stakes are really high. And um I think that just as much as people might have limiting beliefs about what they can have and what they can be, they might also have limiting beliefs on on manifestation and those kinds of things so i think that it really does require a careful examination but not in the way where you're really academically looking with a microscope on your thoughts and picking those apart and being critical of them but it's about being light hearted and sharing it with other people and saying i believe this is possible and i'm willing to just let it go and i'm not necessarily dwelling on what can I do? How can I follow the manifestation rules so that I can have clean washed? You know, like I think sometimes people say like, and I even said like, how did you manifest that? And I think I was overthinking it in that question. I'm like, step one, I did this. Step two, I did that. And I'm like, okay, well I could I could follow step one, two, and three. Um, and I think that sometimes people are in a in a place where they're they're struggling or they're suffering. Maybe not suffering, but. They're really perhaps in a place where their mindset is too sticky to have fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with manifestation, it's more of a it's a spiritual thing. And I think I, I said that earlier too. Mm-hmm. It, it really is learning to relax mm. and learning to trust that you are taken care of. And whether your manifestation works or it doesn't work, mm-hmm. um, it's a really nice way to live to know that you know you're taken care of and to feel good mm-hmm. and to be happy. So when someone argues against manifestation and says, "No, I don't want to do that, uh, you really are uh, arguing against you know feeling good yeah. and you know relaxing and you know not being afraid. And I think in in our current world, we I don't know if it's everybody, but many of us live in a lot of fear. I did. Even after learning about manifestation for many years, Mm -hmm. I lived in so much fear. Why? Because you feel alone. And when you're stuck with your ego and you're only thinking from the ego mind, Mm -hmm. uh, you feel very separate. And you feel like, you know, I'm by myself and I have to figure everything out for myself. Mm -hmm. And learning and understanding that, you know, you are taken care of, you Mm -hmm. are held. Mm -hmm. And even though maybe things didn't work out for you in the past... It doesn't mean that it it won't work out in the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I just wanted to add one point, if that's okay. When people feel like, like all of these things, you you mentioned something about things happening in the past that you know were bad and were not good, uh, and so people dwell on that and they say, "Well, this happened to me," and so I don't believe that I can create something in the future. Mm-hmm. To that, I say that. Everything that has happened to you right now in this moment mm-hmm. is what you have created yesterday and the day before and the month before and the year before mm-hmm. by your thoughts, right? So it's something that you've already created yesterday. So today, if you're going to be looking back and looking at you know all the things that are still happening, you're still living in the past because everything in your experience is just what you have been thinking yesterday. So a better thing to do, it would be to look ahead and to focus on what you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though things may have happened in the past that may have been miscreations and things you don't want, that doesn't mean you can't change what's happening tomorrow.
1: I love it. It gives me a lot of a sense of peace. And certainly at a time when there is a lot of chaos, there is a lot of resistance, there is a lot of... Uh, hate and anger and fear out there in the world there is a universal truth that there is a lot of suffering and unrest and pain and death that's happening in the world that is a universal truth but there are personal truths that we can cultivate even in the now even in the context of what that means to us and who we are and how we're choosing to live our lives how we're choosing to use our voices how we're choosing to attract and um Feel peace and feel freedom and cultivate that within our own lives and be stewards of that in our own communities. I think that that is really important. I don't think that necessarily that you know there's one or the other. You know, one of the really important things for me uh, as I cultivate a really mature mindset for myself is to acknowledge that two things can be true, and I think that that's. Maybe one really important thing in the context of this universal truth and that personal truth. So thank you for sharing that, because I think that that's something that's very practical to take away is to say, is this a universal truth or is this a personal truth? And sometimes, you know, those those two things can can be held within, you know, one hand and the other hand, you know, we have to create space in ourself for complex thoughts and complex emotions and and two truths existing at the same time even though perhaps they seem in opposition of one another
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: diana thank you so much for chatting with me i really loved our chat today it's been such a pleasure to spend time with you do you have any final thoughts for the audience or anything that we didn't touch upon in the interview that you really want to dig into no thank you for having me and um with regards to
0: manifestation, the law of attraction, um, I would invite people to, you know, just go on the internet, look it up, test it out with something small and see for yourself if you find that it works. It works. If it doesn't, you know, it's okay. Move on. Like, like you said, <laughs> there are two types of truths and everything can be true. It's not necessary that my truth has to be everybody's truth. Um, so, you know, see for yourself. If
1: you find that you're finding value in it, then you can pursue that, right? It's just a nice way to live. So that's our final invitation to everybody listening today. Diana, if people want to hear more from you or learn more from you, where can they connect?
0: Um, I think Instagram is the best place to, to find me at the moment. It's Diana Alexand- underscore Alexander underscore Rade. Uh, I think if, if it's easier if you have it in the show notes and I'll send you a link.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you have a one-on-one coaching program that's open for people right now. What does the, yeah, what yeah. does that entail? If people are curious,
0: the one-on-one coaching is uh, it's a twelve-week coaching, and uh, in each week we go through the things that we talked about. You know, limiting beliefs. How do you work through that? Um, and and just building a deeper understanding of
1: manifestation and how it applies to life. Really fantastic. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me this evening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Diana and I are so grateful to have a little bit of your time and attention. We know that it's a precious resource. And it's not lost on me that you're choosing to spend some of that time with us. In the meantime, please know you're doing such a good job. Diana, you're doing such a good job. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And we love you very much. And we'll talk to you again later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Medium Lady Talks, created and produced by me, Erin Vandeman. If you want more of the general vibe, gratitude, and encouragement from this episode, please come and find me on Instagram at medium.lady. And since you've made it to the end, I'd love to get to know you even better. Screenshot this episode so you can share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so that we can chat. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're doing such a good job. Your place in this world can only be filled by you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.